Hey, hey, it's the big episode 6-0 of Haunts Up. We've turned 60 episodes old, Peter. Congratulations. Yeah, man, and congratulations to you too. Thank you so much. So, how's it going? Well, Monday morning, so <laughs> you can imagine. <laughs> yeah, not your typical Monday mornings, though. Yeah, and I've been seeing a lot of people saying, oh, no Monday morning blues anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Days are just melding into one another at this point. But what's weird yeah, is, like, what's really weird is, it's actually, I'm actually beginning to get used to this. Unfortunately, that's true. I mean, like, the other day, I kind of lost track whether it was a weekday or a weekend. But getting used to this, I hope not too used to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, well, let's see what the future holds for us. But the immediate future, which is this very episode, holds for us this lovely little band from... Uh, Copenhagen in Denmark called Convent. Yeah, man. They they were really, really cool to chat with. So how did you chance upon them first? Uh, I think it was through their label, Napalm Records sent me an email. Uh, and this was, I think, in the, lead, in the press leading up uh, to the album release in Jan. So that's how I kind of came across them. But I believe there was in like the online space, a buzz about them uh, soon after their demo release. So that's how I kind of was very keen on checking out who this band were. Weirdly enough, I didn't have a clue as to who they were until I guess I saw somebody recommend it on one of the sites and I decided to have a listen. And well, what do you know? This the debut album makes for pretty good uh, debt to metal. Yeah, man. And, you know, I must add, uh, what I really like is they aren't, you know, tagged as an all-female band or, like, fully up in your face with all that promotion. It just, you know, the music stands for itself, and that's what I really enjoy. Yes, absolutely. So, let's get into that chat. We managed to chat with them last week, and here's that conversation for you. Here are Heidi and Rika from Convent. And now we've got the girls from Convent here on Haunts Up. Hey, Heidi and Rika, right? Did I yeah. get that? Did I get the <laughs> right? That's right. Thank you. Awesome. How are you guys? Uh, sorry, how are you girls doing today? Uh, we're good. I'm good. I'm still at my mom's house up in the countryside and just working from home and watching Netflix and uh, yeah, really not doing anything at all for a very long time because of the quarantine. So, yeah. Yeah, okay. me too. I'm just locked up at home and also working from home. I feel like the circumstances taken into consideration, I, I think I've been quite lucky. Like I, I'm able to work from home and yeah, I've got my boyfriend here, and so I'm not completely alone <laughs> and going crazy. So uh, yeah, there's uh, there's something to do, and and like I'm not completely alone, but uh, I do miss uh, rehearsing with the band. Yeah. That's uh, that's a big part that's missing right now. All right. So uh, off off the top of your head, how have the la- how has the last week been? 
and let's start off with with Rika. This is just your space to you know just went. Yeah. <laughs> so um, as I said, I think I've uh, I'm I'm keeping busy. I'm not uh, I'm not getting uh, 100% cabin fever, not mm-hmm. yet. Um, so I feel like there's a lot of things to be done, like with with work and a lot of things to plan with the band and. You know, we've had some like some meetings with uh, our booker and and you know people who are involved with uh, with the band. So um, like, there's a lot of things to do that we can do from home. But of course, meeting up and and rehearsing together and and brainstorming together is um, is definitely something that's missing. And I I really can't wait to uh, to get back into the rehearsal space and and just be creative uh, with the others. Because you know we can meet up, we can meet up on Skype, but it's just not the same thing as, you know, being in a room with a drum kit and with instruments and microphones and, yeah, it's it's a big part missing, I think. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. How about right. you, Heidi? So, uh, I I'm finding it difficult, um, mostly because of all the uncertainty around the world. Um, watching the news, seeing how this is unfolding in other parts and the US, for example, um, that really affects me because I'm thinking about how many people this is um, going to affect badly upon, people who don't have health insurance and stuff like that. It's it's something I think a lot about. Um, and uh, and I think it, it kind of hit me this week, uh, the uncertainty of it all. And we yeah. had a a big meeting with our booker and he told us about how 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 bad it was for the whole industry and how it was like one year was like taken out of the calendar and everything yeah. was moved and how hard he was trying to find new dates for shows because everything is like being moved um so i'm i'm definitely grateful that we uh, we live in a part of the world where um, we have a lot of security um, and a lot of safety, but um, there's a lot of places where that's not the case, and uh, I'm thinking a lot about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's a weird yeah. time, but in this weird time, all we can do is hope. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. and have faith in uh, in our healthcare systems and scientists who are working, you know, nonstop on on finding a solution. And yeah, yeah. it's kind of out of our hands but we just have to have faith in uh, in the right people right yeah uh, let's let's dive a bit into the music i mean i know it's been a couple of months uh, since your debut album uh, puritan masochism uh, released how how do you feel looking at the past couple of months the response has been to it so far it, it has been insane even even before we released the album, uh, several months before, we started getting um, requests for interviews all around the world, and we it really came as a, a surprising thing to us because we never knew that people would actually really like it. Because um, you never know when you make music and it's your first album, like how was people gonna react to this? But we've been really really lucky and. So many people have been so kind and responded so well, and the tour was was beyond anything we could have imagined. And yeah, we're just very, very grateful and very happy. You know, we want to talk a lot about the album, but 
before we do that, let's get to know you and the band uh, better. So uh, when we were looking up, you know, you guys formed in 2015. And uh, from what I read, this is the first band for most of your members. So was this the sound that you all originally started out with? Or, or how did you all decide to play, you know, Dead Doom metal? Uh, I think that this was the sound that we started out with. Um, and we never we never sat down and said, okay, we're going to form a Doom band or a death metal band. We just agreed that, okay, we want to play something that's a bit heavier. Uh, so preferably in the metal genre. And we just played what we felt like and like Heidi and Sarah they brought like they were just working on riffs at home and brought them to the table and that sort of formed our sound uh, but we never sat down and said okay we're going to form a doom band um, it just sort of happened yeah okay I, I read somewhere that one of the first songs you guys jammed out to as a band was Seven Nation Army by the way right? is that true? <laughs> yeah that's true. <laughs> yeah, because I had just started playing bass, so that was all I could do at the moment. It was the only song I know knew how to play. <laughs> yeah, we just, I, we just had to pick the easiest thing that we all could sort of <laughs> play, or yeah, uh, yeah or practice I on. So, uh, yeah. I completely understand uh, that sentiment because one of my first ever bands uh, was formed because the three of us. Uh, jammed together to the same song because it was the only song we could play together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, okay, so here's here's my take on this. I think uh, an official convent cover of that song would be a treat. I mean, it's 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 repetitive. It's uh, very bass heavy. Uh, sure, it's a little poppy, but uh, I'm sure uh, Rika could completely uh, just change the vocal style around of that. <laughs> Any thoughts on that idea? Have you guys thought about it at all? Actually, not. Not. We're, no, we're thinking about like just doing another cover of another uh, band, but just like in the rehearsal space. Um, okay. Yeah, yeah, but maybe it moment. could be. Uh, maybe we could see it as like a, a challenge for ourselves uh, in these quarantine times. <laughs> maybe thinking in a new direction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, have you have you have have you girls ever tried uh, jamming via Skype? I've done it once, and trust me, it's 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 an experience. <laughs> uh, we have no. not actually, but uh, maybe it's not the worst it's idea. Not yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I think uh, maybe our neighbors would complain, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe they'll actually be like, "Oh my god, this is." Great, we finally get to hear some good dead doom metal. Yeah, <laughs> what a relief. <laughs> yeah, not the worst idea. Yeah. <laughs> so, so 2017, you released a four-track uh, demo. And, you know, that got quite a bit of attention. Were you surprised by the response that you all received then? Yes. Yeah. Because we didn't send it out to anyone. We didn't send it to any okay. reviewers or magazines or anyone. It it only gathered the attention mostly on its own. I think just from people here in Denmark talking about it because probably because people also thought this is an exciting new thing. Like mm -hmm. 
in this constellation and uh, yeah but yeah we were very surprised yeah. yeah yeah it was i think the main reason why we wanted to do a demo was because you know we'd been in the band for two years at that point mm-hmm. and and we just really wanted to show people something or like if we said i i'm in a band and then actually being able to to show people something or say go listen to this demo on spotify or, or whatever it was um it it was it was a great feeling of of achievement uh when we finished that demo i remember um mm-hmm. yeah to, it it felt like okay now we're actually a band we have something out yeah okay and you know personally i enjoyed listening uh, to periodic uh, masochism because of you know the dark and bleak vibe that the entire album had especially on you know the last two songs uh, ropes part 1 and 2 was what was the reference or inspiration for these tracks um so um we actually started from a, usually when we write songs we we usually start with a riff like a main riff and then we build the song from there but ropes part 1 and 2 they uh, they started out with uh, a, with uh, an idea for lyrics uh that Sarah actually brought up um she really wanted us to write a song about um about knowing someone who was going through a hard time and uh wanting to help that person but not being able to uh so we wrote uh ropes part 1 uh it didn't have a title at that point but then that sort of catalyzed like me thinking okay maybe it would be cool to write another song but from the other person's perspective so from the person who's feeling bad and having that knowing that they have this friend or whatever um who wants to help them but you're unable to receive that help um so yeah we just it it ended up being these two songs working together or sort of being the same story but told from two different perspectives um so so yeah they were actually based around uh Uh, the uh, the lyrics or the idea for the lyrics um yeah But so another... so yeah they are quite bleak <laughs> and another fun thing is that we actually um those songs were the last songs that were written for the album they were, they were done like the day before we started recording they were completely done mm. so we were completely stressed and usually i don't think we would have thought that we could work this well under so, so much stress but for some reason it just worked and we made these songs and Rope's Part 2 is my favorite song of the album so okay. I think it came out really well. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um you know around the time of release uh the band or convent you guys released this statement which uh, said and there's a part of it that I like to quote it said Uh, the lyrics are inspired by the fight of regaining control when surrounded by chaos of different forms which everyone may be affected by at some point in your life um mm. hearing what you just said about row part 1 and part 2 uh can you tell us a little bit more about what this particular statement meant i mean it kind of corroborates what you guys just talked about but uh, can you elaborate on that in the perspective of the whole album itself Mm, yeah. So first of all, uh, losing control of your life and trying to regain that control, uh, 
Mm-hmm. That is for me just life. Oh, like okay. you, you can never, you can never have one hundred percent control over what's what's going on, or how you're feeling. You can you can plan a lot of things, and you can want a lot of things, and you can be ambitious and have all these goals, but you never know when, like a coronavirus is going to happen. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I was <laughs> uh, gonna yeah. yeah, or if uh, you can never predict like your your mental state of mind, like you can have so many plans made out and have it all together, and suddenly you can be hit by depression, or cancer, or like something very serious, um, or uh, you can have your heart broken, or yeah, it's like life is just chaos, and and I don't know why we've had this idea imprinted in ourselves that we have to be in control all the time um and maybe that's why you end up starting a, a doom metal band to uh <laughs> sort of try and let go <laughs> and uh, experience some chaos and then being in it and yeah okay yeah. okay so so to continue on that thought let me ask you this um so that being said what makes your music which is dead doom or heavy metal extreme metal to a point the ideal vehicle to spread these lyrical messages because a lot of people don't really listen to metal for the lyrics mm. yeah mm. i don't know i i think that a lot of people who listen to to metal music but also i think uh electronic music or edm music yeah, i yeah. think that that a lot of people listen to these kinds of music um to sort of uh um give in to a sort of uh, chaos or to feel like the the inner chaos um is reflected in the music so in a way that makes you feel understood like you're listening to people who created this chaotic or heavy or dark music and then you can think Wow, someone is going through the same thing, or I f- I don't feel so alone in these um, like with with the with the worries that I'm uh, going through uh, and having every day. Uh, so I think that uh, a lot of people use uh, these types of music to to kind of feel understood. Okay. Um, or if you're angry about something, is uh, or someone, um, you can put on I don't know uh, a Slayer album really feel the aggression and the anger and then you're like when the when the when the album stops you're like oh i feel so much better because like i felt that anger in the music and it's like okay other people are angry as well and yeah i don't know it it makes life easier i think listening to extreme music Uh, and i I think that's also why maybe we we decided to to do this kind of music um, indirectly because we also use these metal genres to to express ourselves and mm-hmm. when we listen to music like you said Rege that we we kind of get this like allowance to feel the way we do mm. it's, it can be difficult to handle your emotions sometimes and just hearing another band interpreting your emotions um, um, that just makes a big difference for you if you're dealing with something or if you just have a bad day. It doesn't have yeah. to be anything big. Yeah, it can be very therapeutical. Um, yeah. And that's yes. why music is awesome. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> we, so 
in another interview uh, while I was doing my research, I read that interestingly on the track Trust while recording, you had almost till the end a sitar. So, <laughs> yeah. so, can, can, so just brings me to my question, which is while you're in the recording process, do you all go with all the music, you know, demoed and then taken into the studio? And or is there, you know, room for experimentation like you all did with the sitar? Um, uh, with yeah. this recording, we we didn't record any demo of the songs before. We only like taped it in the rehearsal space on our phones just to be able to listen to it afterwards. But so we just came into the recording studio with our producer and just had these songs finished and just started recording them live. Um, and we are very open towards ideas and we had two weeks in the studio. So we also had a good amount of time to play with different yeah. kinds of stuff. And our producer is really cool and really open as well, really extremely nerdy, which is a really good thing when you're producing music that you really delve into uh -huh. like these small different kinds of things. And we had talked about for some time um, that Sarah should maybe record uh, some of Trust on like an, like an acoustic guitar, maybe with uh, 12 strings instead of six. And then I think, it, I think it was Lesa who said, well, I have a friend who have this old sitar. Okay. Maybe maybe that could be an idea that he came down one day and uh, and taught Sarah. So he came down with it one day in the studio and she uh, he learned her he taught her how to play and we have pictures of that in videos cuz it it's the most funny thing to see her sit with that instrument. And we recorded it um so it was actually on the song up until the very very last mix. Okay. It wasn't it was yeah. So we had it for a long time in the mix of the song and then just in the end decided, no, this is, this is, this is too weird. <laughs> but it didn't I, sound uh, bad. No, I, um, sorry to interrupt. Uh, okay. So I, I was very pro the sitar. I thought it was such a cool element <laughs> and I really thought that it could give the listener a feeling of what the fuck just happened or like <laughs> just completely mess up the the listener um and it sounded cool and um and i so i was very pro but in the end we sort of decided that okay well it doesn't really have any relation to the lyrics or to the song otherwise so but if it had like a relationship to the lyrics if mm -hmm. i don't know if we we're singing about something that had something to do with a sitar or that sort of uh cultural element then maybe it would have made more sense but since we didn't have that, then yeah, we we decided to uh, to let it go. Yeah, unfortunately, yeah. I thought it was a cool idea. <laughs> uh, years down the line, maybe a decade or so later, when people are haranguing you for you know bonus content or something, I'm sure you would have those mixes right ready. Yeah. Uh, hey, that could be cool. we talked about. Yeah, <laughs> time to bring it out. <laughs> And and while I was listening to the track later on, I was like, after reading this, I was like, how would it actually sound with the sitar? Which yeah. part? So I was curious. This part, that part. Yeah. It was actually it was the beginning, the the riffs, the do, and that actually okay. sounds really beautiful on the sitar. Yeah. Very... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now I can imagine it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah, and I just thought it was such a cool idea that it was actually Sarah who played it, that we didn't get uh, an accomplished sitar player to do it, but that she was actually doing it. I thought that that was so cool. Um, Yeah, or that you you also, you you could have just uh, uh, added a a patch on your guitar processor to sound like it. I mean, it would end up sounding like that when I made home, but yeah. We wanted the yeah, true any, version. Yeah, the true exactly. version. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, so uh, at this point, we'd like to play a track from Puritan Masochism. Uh, I'd like the two of you to duke it out. Which one should we play and why? Um, well, we both talked about Ropes Part 2 being our mm. favorite track. Yeah. Uh, so maybe that one? Yeah. Uh, okay, and why that one then? Just because it's the favorite? Yeah. <laughs> um, but I, I also think it has... Um, it both has the the quiet and the more heavy elements. And I think there's something beautiful and something evil in it as well. Mm. Um, and it... I, From a personal point of view, and I think we all feel that in the band, that it has a really deep meaning with the lyrics as well, because it is something everybody can relate to, being in a dark place in your time and seeing someone trying to help you and not being able to grab that help um, and not really knowing what's going to happen to me. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's I think it's a good song for the times that we're in now, where um, everything is just chaos and everybody's afraid. Mm-hmm. Um, and people are actually hospitalized and sick. Um, yeah, yep. I think it's a uh, let's dedicate this song to to those people. <laughs> it's gonna be okay. We're gonna we're gonna get through this.
convent, repetition forms the base of most dead doom. Would you agree? Mm, yeah. In yeah? some yes. way or another, I would agree. Yeah. Okay, cool. Now, uh, people say that most art is a huge reflection of the artists themselves. So here's a slightly left wheel question. Uh, are the both of you and the others in the band creatures of habit or repetition? Or is there a lot of spontaneity? Um, I think... I... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I think we... I think all people are some way creatures of habits, but I think it's very different how you approach it. If you try to do something else, um, if you try and break out of that, if you want to be different or do something else. Um, and it's also one of the subjects that we talk about on the song Puritan Masochism on the album as well, um, because so many people um, do what they think everybody should do. Um, and they think they have this idea, well, I have to live my life like this because other people do it like this, so I should be the same, I should diet, I should um, do, like, I should be like everybody else. But this yeah. song is about trying to say, like, you don't have to be like everybody else, you can do something else, and um, you can break out of that as well. You don't have to live like this. Mm. And I think maybe that song is also a reminder to ourselves um, in a way, I don't know if that's how you felt when you wrote it, Drege, yeah. but that's how I feel about it as well. That, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Just uh, a constant reminder of, um, you know, try to stop up and try and uh, see your life from, like, from the outside and try and, uh, you know, assess why are you doing the things that you're doing? Like, what are you trying to achieve? Who are you trying to please? And if it's not yourself, then then why are you doing it? Or like who are you trying to please and and just make sure that you're always trying to to live your best life or the life that makes you happy um and if you're not happy then 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 ask yourself how come is it because i don't know is it because i want to please everybody else or i think that they won't love me or whatever um yeah just try and ask yourself that question uh, a few times Okay. All right. Cool. Mm -hmm. So I was on your Facebook page and watching some of the videos from your recent tour. And uh, I saw one video which really stood out for me was where I saw you, Rike, uh, crowd surfing. <laughs> so, I mean, t tell me about that moment. Because for me, and my real question is, can you describe those feelings, you know, playing these songs after, you know, working on them for a couple of years? What was it like? Um, well, um, actually, on this tour, that was actually the first time I've crowd surfed uh, <laughs> when we're playing. And, <laughs> and um, yeah, and I was like, why have I only started doing this now? And <laughs> I was like, seeing my every uh, chance to, uh, to get out there again. <laughs> and um, <laughs> So it happened like I don't know three or four times uh, on <laughs> on this tour, and uh, I mean it's it's just, it's so much fun. I mean, of course you're afraid that people will drop you, but oh, yeah. I don't know or if the, that happens. It happens. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, you just have to assess like, are there enough people? 
Mm-hmm. Do they are they too drunk to carry me? What whatever. But yeah, you just you just got to do it. And but I think yeah, you also oh, sorry. I think <laughs> you also just felt it in that moment that night because it was it was our first sold out show outside of Denmark, mm-hmm. um, okay. and it was such a an amazing feeling that night. So many people and people being so happy and so positive and. We went up on that stage, and I think in the end we played squares, um, and that's a bit more like a more fast track, a bit more energy, and I think you just felt it. It was this, mm. it was just the right moment, and I remember seeing you doing it and just completely cracking up because we had talked about it so many times, and it was just the the funniest and best feeling to see it happen in reality. Yeah. But yeah. but that was not the first time it happened on tour. Was the it? First time was it, it? The first time it happened was in Odense, which is a small town in, in Denmark. Um, Wasn't that after? Uh, no. What? No. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Fuck. Yeah, no. I think I think Hamburg was the second time. What the f- Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but there there's been a lot a lot of dates. It's a it's a while back now, so <laughs> it's all like melting together. <laughs> Yeah, but all times were great. Alright. Uh, so, do you all listen to a lot of music, like metal music, in your free time? And if you can, can you tell us what you're currently listening to? Yeah. Yeah, we do. Um, what's the latest metal I've listened to? I've listened to a lot of '80s music lately. Okay. Um, What's the last metal I've listened to? Um, so uh, I think the the last track I listened to was a cover of um, like made from uh, Thou and the Body. They made a cover of uh, Fleetwood okay. Mac, like a Fleetwood Mac song um, okay. that my my boyfriend just played to me when we were having lunch. And uh, yeah, I think that's like metal track i've listened to um but what else wow there's so many um do you want me to say it while you think yeah 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 Yeah, absolutely so i i uh, got asked a few months ago to do uh like a dj set with uh with a very known metal musician in copenhagen and uh, because of that i had to make first name um, first name Lars, second name Aldrich. No, 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 no. Okay. We're not in that. That would be the dream. <laughs> he don't really do appearances in bars in Copenhagen. <laughs> but no, so I had to do like a playlist with all of the all of my favorite metal tracks that has inspired me since I was younger. And when I was working yesterday, I just put it on and I was like, oh, my God, there's so much music that I completely forgot about. And <laughs> for example, it's it's not old bands, but it's something I haven't heard for several years. But bands like uh, Black Peaks. It's a band from the UK. It's, okay. it's they toured with Deftones and stuff like that. They're really good. Um, a band like Nails. Ooh, yeah, is something everyone in the band likes, and I just mm. heard right. listen to some of their older albums, and it's just it's so heavy and evil, yeah, and it's yeah, yeah. like yeah, 
no it's, compromises. No, it's so good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have um, you thought of something I think like maybe it? nails? I think maybe nails was the last I listened to as well. Yeah. Um. Yeah, probably. I don't know. I I used to. I usually listen to um, to music when I'm riding my bicycle around Copenhagen. If I'm going to to work or when we're going out to to uh, practice mm-hmm. with band, uh, but I haven't, you know, been out <laughs> for several weeks. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm also actually kind of facing that same brand because a lot of my music I hear is also commute music. Yeah. And because there's no commute, I mean, yeah. You don't yeah. listen to that much, yeah. I, like, yeah, I do, but it's it's no. it's different. Yeah. 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 I understand that. Yeah. I just actually yesterday, not yes, two days ago, I watched the the movie Lords of Chaos Ooh, about mayhem. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, I watched yeah. it with my mom. Yeah. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> what was that experience? What was that experience like? She was a little bit shocked. I had prepared her for some of it, but some of it I forgot what hap- what was going to happen. So some of it okay. I was pretty. Um, taken back by myself because some of the scenes and the murder scenes and some of them are very explicit and long. Uh, so yeah, uh, but I don't, I don't at all condone what what a lot of black metal bands yeah. um, have done. But I like certain genres of black metal uh, for the music part itself. Mm-hmm. And so I started seeing some more concerts these few days on YouTube just because I like the tone and the guitar tone and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, just as a follow-up to that experience, uh, how does your or how do your families take to you being uh, an all-female heavy metal band in this day and age? We, we get so much support from our yeah. families. Okay. Um, so actually, on the last leg of uh, our tour, uh, Heidi's mom uh, came along and my dad came along. Okay. Uh, well, my mom was with us the whole tour. <laughs> yeah, she was with us the whole tour. And, uh, yeah. yeah, and then my dad came along for the, the last leg of the tour just to, you know, help with Look the driving because we had some pretty uh, far distances <laughs> to cover. And <laughs> yeah, so was it was, a, it was a family trip. <laughs> Awesome. Sounds like it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's great. We're very, very lucky. Yeah. Cool. Uh, okay. So, you know, Animesh kind of uh, touched upon this earlier, but, you know, currently we're seeing a lot of bands and artists do virtual concerts on various platforms. Uh, do you think this is a fad that we're facing during this phase, or will this become a mainstay? in the coming months, years? Or just after this entire crisis is over? Mm. Hopefully. I, I think that um, a lot of the bands that have done it probably also uh, wanted to do it because they got a lot of concerts canceled. Mm-hmm. Um, so they couldn't reach out. We were quite lucky because we got to do the tour before all of this happened. And I think if we hadn't been able to do that, if we had gotten faced with this as well, we could have probably thought about doing it too. Um, because it's also a means of getting people to see your show and maybe going in and buying merch and supporting you. So I yeah. think 
um, also, of course, they probably want to create content and make their fans happy. But I think it's also a big support opportunity. So I don't know if it's going to be normal, uh, this normal to do afterwards. But of course, every time a big disease happen worldwide, um, you change somehow in the way you do things afterwards. It can never be the same as before a big pandemic. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of shifts there's going to be in the music business if people are going to use online shows more. But I can't tell whether it's going to happen or not. Okay, so Rita and Heidi, we've kept you long. We've kept you here for more than an allotted time as such. So let me cut to the chase. Here's the final question. And I'm sure both of you, or in fact, the band gets asked this a lot. Um, has it always been your intention for Convent to be an all-female band? No. No, never. Um, okay. I don't know if you want to answer that, Heidi. Yeah. Um... Uh, when I started uh, wanting to play in a band, none of the guys I knew wanted to play with me. Uh, so it was actually accidental that, that the people around me that wanted to start a band was girls. Um, and it was actually something we also talked about in the beginning because we didn't want to be perceived as, oh, they just doing this for some PR stunt and they're going to um, attract a lot of attention because they're girls. But it's not always uh, an advantage. It can also be the other way around. So uh, we definitely didn't do it because of that. But uh, mm. yeah, I like it that we're girls. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. me too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So far it's been, yeah, so far it's been cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I totally get that. And at this moment in time, it's obvious that all of you are clicking. There's a great vibe that uh, all of you share. So hopefully mm. that doesn't change. I mean, uh, going out on tours, etc. You've obviously seen a lot of different bands dealing with their own shit. Is it better to have uh, people who can actually understand you from each and every facet of uh, your personality as such? Because most guys, like, really speaking, can't do that. <laughs> um... I, I, yeah, I think it's an advantage if we already are girls in the band to just be girls. I wouldn't mind having a guy in the band if, if one of us suddenly decided to not want to do this anymore and we couldn't find a girl, then it would be a guy. But there is a, some type of dynamic yeah. that you would lose um, because we know each other so well. We know how it feels to have pains because of periods or like uh, talking about guys. And uh, we always get told that we are, um, I don't know what this word is in English. Like, how do you our, say Stala in English? Like our producer, he told us that we're the most bro band he's ever worked with. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, one second. What is Stala? Pardon? What is Stala? Stala? Yeah, that, that's like Danish word. word. That's someone who's like very like they talk about everything. Like uh, um, uh, right. they talk about everything. Okay, <laughs> and they yeah, not yeah. not a gentleman. No. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. And cool. apparently we're worse than a lot of guy bands that our producers work with. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. So a bro band in that sense. Yes. <laughs> Alrighty. 
uh, Heidi and Rika, thank you so much for uh, spending some time out and doing this with us. I hope it was as enjoyable for you as it was for us. And hopefully, uh, maybe some years down the line or whatever, maybe we can have convent here down in down here in India. That would yes. be wonderful. Yeah, be we would really love cool. to come. Yeah. It yeah. Would, it's definitely not completely out of reach at some point. Let's see. Mm. Awesome. Yeah. All right. Fingers okay. Crossed. Fingers crossed. And on that note, what's up to both of you? Yeah. What's up the... to you? So that was convent. And yes, if all of you haven't realized it yet, and I'm pretty sure none of you have, because as we keep joking, this podcast only has two listeners. That's Peter and me, and maybe a third <laughs> somewhere. <laughs> but yeah, I think we're just using this time to our advantage and we are uh, trying to record two episodes in a week. Um, we've already reached out to quite a few musicians uh, for interviews, etc. You're going to be hearing our chat with uh, Thomas Yeager from Monolord, um, or actually Monolord Fame, who's going to be talking about his... Uh, upcoming album and recently released single a solitary plan uh watch out for that or actually listen out for that on uh, coming friday and we've got some pretty big names too uh which we will be revealing in um times to come but yeah yeah trying to keep ourselves a bit busy trying to keep ourselves a bit productive but always trying to keep ourselves metal through that That's all the time that we have on Horns Up this week. Reach out to us. You know, the offer's still on. The offer's still open. If you guys want to talk metal, be it anything, reach out to us. We are at hornsuppod.com. I'm at Aswani. Peter's at... Trend Crusher. Uh, until next time, Horns Up. Horns Up, guys.